This episode is unlike anything else I've ever done, and I love how it came out. I think you're going to love it. Isar and I and the rest of the Be The Stage team went to PodFest a couple of weeks ago, and it was this amazing moment where after two years of everybody being separate, we got to connect with the whole podcasting community, learn a ton, and you know, really just see a bunch of people that we had made friends with online over the last couple of years in person, and it was magical. So instead of me showing up here or Isar showing up here and telling you what we learned from PodFest, we figured that we'd invite all the folks that we connected with to come on the show and give you their number one takeaway. So we had like 12 different people share the thing that they got from PodFest, right? This like the biggest community of podcasters in the world and what they're learning at the breakout sessions and networking and all the different things. You're going to hear from published authors. You're going to hear from the executive producer of Family Guy. You're going to hear from financial educators. You're going to hear from people that don't even have a podcast, right? You're going to hear from all different walks of life of their number ones takeaways of PodFest. And you're going to find out about them and what makes them special and be able to get all these nuggets. So I want you to enjoy this. After this, I give you my final big takeaway. I tell you where we're going to be, what the next couple conferences we're going to are. So enjoy this smorgasbord of fascinating people giving you their number one piece of advice. If you know how it is, then you know how it might be. But think what it would look like if you grow your own community. It ain't easy. That's why you're listening to hear experiences from others just like you and me. Welcome to the B2B Community Builder Podcast, a show that was started because if you can unlock the power of having a community around your business, then you will create a source of referrals, validation, marketing content, and product feedback that will be un. Beatable, but who has time to think about building a community when you need to be making sure that your team has what it needs to succeed in serving clients and bringing in revenue? That is why we'll be talking to business leaders like you and I that have cracked the code on why the community play is so valuable, how to implement tactics that got them there while still serving short-term goals, and what they can teach you that they have mastered. This show is for you if you are a CEO, CMO, or simply a rainmaker that has realized that without a community, you are just a commodity, but haven't figured out how to add it to your infinite list of priorities. This show is for you if you are a community professional or trying to be a community professional that is trying to convince leadership about the need to invest in a community strategy. This show is not for you if you think transactions are more valuable than relationships. I am your host and chief executive connector, Pablo Gonzalez, co-founder of BeTheStage.Live, a marketing company that specializes in relationship-driven growth. I invented the relationship flywheel and hopefully... I'm your new best friend. So smash that subscribe button, leave a rating when you do, and get ready to plug into the power of community creation for business development. Let's go. We are officially live on Facebook. It is the B2B Community Builder Show, Season 5, Episode 177. Today we are talking about the biggest takeaways from PodFest. I am your Chief Executive Connector and host, Pablo Gonzalez. With me today is the man that I choose as my lifelong content creation partner 
and um, came with us to Podfest. He's the one that actually studies stuff, takes notes, debriefs because he's a jet fighter pilot. So he debriefs after every meeting. And I love doing these shows with you, Isar. And this is a special show where we're going to bring other people. But Isar Mates is my business partner. Say what's up, Isar. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is really exciting, right? We spent uh, three days learning uh, and drinking with people, mostly drinking, but also learning. And it was absolutely awesome. And we are very excited to share with everyone. And thank everybody for joining. We'll let you share as well. So All right. yeah, kick it off, Pablo. Yeah, let's do it, man. This is a special episode, right? Normally, I have a guest and uh, it's a long form interview, but we use people from the crowd. And then on Mondays, right as soon as we're done, I see G-Star in the house. Right, right on Mondays, when we're done with the show, we roll into what we call our relationship-driven growth strategy sessions. That's like our office hours for people that have taken our boot camp, people that want to um, ask us about how we pull off these live shows, what our go-to-market strategies are. Everything around relationship-driven growth is the intersection between networking, content creation, strategy and community creation for business development. So if you want to stick around after the first hour, after everybody gives your advice, we're going to go right into that, open up to Q&A outside of just podcasting. But for right now, we also have another another tradition and it's called the roll call. And I'm super pumped for this roll call because everybody is here checking in. You ready, Isar? I am ready. Let's All right, roll, roll call. Let's, let's roll. roll. We got Rowan, who's our community manager, account manager, checking in for everybody. We got Jonathan Oaks. He is a Jacksonville trivia influencer. We got Mike Ham in the house. He is, um, I think he's about to be the governor of New Jersey, but for right now he is. Greetings from the Garden State. I got you right here, my man. I got Daniel Wren, my fraternity brother that we reconnected it, um, at PodFest from Kentucky. Daniel, welcome. Good to have you. Vincent Pugliese, a guy whose book I have at arm's reach, but I can't reach it right now. Vincent, I was literally just listening to you on a podcast. Super impressive. We got Douglas or the all-American hero from Southeastern Indiana, former factory worker, turned real estate investor. We got DJ Durante, who is a inclusivity activist, DJ. Let let me know if that's correct. Let me know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, We got G-Star Gina, who is our chief heart officer. She is the heart of our culture. We got Melissa Hughes, who I've been hearing a lot about from my boy Isar right here. Expert, and we got Ken Carfagno from 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 Philadelphia. Ken and his son Kenny, we became good friends at the Growth Now Summit. Two 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 uh, conferences in a row. We're obviously BFFs now, and um, let's kick it off, Esau man. We got we got the roll call done. We got a lot of people that we're going to bring up to the stage here to uh, be part of this call. So it, whenever you're ready, Vincent Puglisi is from B-Town, Bradenton, Florida, is what he's saying. Ooh, a, little, Bradenton. A, little, yeah. a little spot where the Nick Bolletieri Academy was a place that I used to dream to, to get to. Do you know, I don't know if you know what that is. We got Dustin Heiner. He is a um, real estate investing, unemployable person from Phoenix. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, super pumped I met Dustin. Love his energy. All right, Isar, a little bit different today, man. So I think we got a bunch of people that are going to share their share their number one takeaways. I'm going to start with you, my friend. You're always so good at at really finding a golden nugget somewhere, man. So I would love for you to get us started. We're going to create a community here. Go for it, Isar. Awesome. So I'm going to start actually with, with something that is, is on one hand surprising, on one hand not really, right? Which is the opportunity that is still is there in podcasting as a leverage to grow your business. And what do I mean by that? And I will start with some statistics that were shared by uh, some of the business uh, industry leaders from Buzzsprout. They obviously run, I don't know how many shows hosted on their platform. So they shared some very interesting statistics. Statistic number one is podcasting listenership in the US has been growing consistently. It peaked in 2021 with 40 
3% of the population overall has listened to at least one podcast in the past month. That's insane. It dropped down a little bit in 2022 so far to 38%, which is still higher than 2020. I think it's just a lot more people working virtually and stuff like that. So there's less commute. And, and that, that's my excuse for listening for less podcasts than I did last year. But I think that would be a good representation. But that's almost one in every two people in the US ages 12 and up has been listening to a podcast. That's incredible to me. When you break it down into group ages, it makes it even more interesting. So the people that are actually taking the statistics down is people 55 and up are only listening at 22%. But people that are 34 or lower, which is getting to be a bigger and bigger component of the workforce, are are at 50%. So it's actually one in every two. And people 35 to 54, which again is probably most of business leadership in the world today, definitely in the U.S., is 43% of them listen to a podcast at least one in the past month. So that's very encouraging for anybody who wants to talk to an audience that one in every two people in the US of your target audience is actually listening. The other interesting thing is podcasting used to be a very, you know, 10 years ago, very much a white Caucasian male kind of thing. And now it's literally divided almost exactly if you cut the pie to who's listening from what ethnicity to their share in the population. So between, you know, white, Hispanic, Afro-American, Asian, it's more or less the, the direct correlation to what they are in the population. So again, it doesn't matter which industry you're in, who you're serving, your audience is there listening to podcasts. And I'm going to stop with that, with this, but I'm going to take it to the next level. And so people feel that they have an issue with they're late to the game, right? Everybody's always late to the game. I feel like this about TikTok and we're going to talk about that a little later on, but but you always feel like you're late to the game because, oh my God, there's so many podcasts. Well, something very interesting that I learned from a very personal level. I was running a presentation at the end of the last day. There were about 50, 60 people in the audience. And I asked anybody who already has a podcast to raise their hand. And about 90% of the people raised their hand. So most of the people in that room already had podcasts coming to learn about how to build communities. That was kind of like the topic. But then I asked them something else. So think about 50 people out of 60 or 50 out of 55 raised their hand, say they have a podcast. Now I asked, how many of you have a system, a process? How many of you are very intentional about every step of what you do in the podcast in order to drive business results? Who are you going to interview? What are you going to talk to them about? What are your content lanes overall? What content are you going to create? Which channels are you going to distribute them on? To make it a driver for business, two people out of the 50 people that had their hand up stayed with their hand up, meaning less than 10% of the people who have podcasts feel that they actually know what they're doing in leveraging their podcast in order to grow their business. Which means from an opportunity perspective, even if there are a million podcasts out there, which which by the way, is still a tiny number compared to how many websites out there if you're trying to compete on SEO or how many videos out there are on YouTube if you're trying to compete with videos. So it's still a very, very, very small number. But even that number, less than and that's people who are in business, right? If you take podcasts overall, you know, between other kind of shows, between sports shows and, and funny shows and storytelling shows, 
But all the people in that room were people who came there as part of a business conversation. 10% maybe said they know what they're doing in order to drive it into a business. So again, I think there's a huge, huge, huge opportunity. And that's my biggest take out there that it's still not late to the game. If you know what you're doing, you can stand out and you can use leverage your podcast in order to grow your business. That is why you are the debriefing king, my friend. I appreciate that, man. Great statistics, right? Like Isar is kind of known for this. He he takes these like debriefing uh, notes after every single call that we do and follows up with everything. I think that's how they train you to be a jet fighter in Israel. True story. Interesting, man. So that's, that's a really good takeaway of the massive statistics, massive audiences that are out there. The misconception of this idea that we're too late to the game. I think a lot of people feel that. And yet... The data out there tells you that people are over-indexing the fact that others are having success and they haven't really figured out how to tie it to revenue. I can tell you that I got in a couple of those conversations while I was there as well. For me, my biggest takeaway saw, and it kind of it kind of tends to this, right? Like it kind of lends itself to what you're talking about because I see the opportunity wide open. And by that, it hit me like a ton of bricks that it's been probably about five years since I had the feeling that I had at PodFest, since I had the feeling of being in a hallway and just having a revolving door of relationships that I had created um, come up to me and talk to me. And then 180 seconds next, after that, another relationship would come up and talk to me. Then 180 seconds would pass, another person would come and talk to me. And it was just absolutely magical. And what, what hit me is that last time that that happened to me was in Miami. At the heyday of like my influence in Miami, you know, I recently got named top 20 under 40 and and all these different things. And I was actively networking rooms in Miami for about seven years before I reached that level of kind of like connectedness of, of, of made guy inside of a room and relationships that I had. Yet in this room, it was two years ago that you and I met and I knew maybe three or four people because I had gone to two podcasting conferences prior to PodFest, right? So I probably knew about five, six people, if I'm going to be honest, right? Like like face-to-face. And since then, two years have passed, right? Um, The world hasn't been open. I haven't been able to continue to network face-to-face and going in rooms. But what I have been doing is strategically using my podcast to network and strategically using my podcast to connect with people and connect people to each other. And now in just two years uh, in an industry that is pretty big, and that was about a thousand people there, it it felt like I knew everybody and everybody knew me. Um, So when I think about the stuff that really moved the needle for me in Miami when I was in my early 30s, and it was this idea of being the person I could just shake hands and introduce you to whomever you need um, next in a room and, and walk into anywhere and feel like I was going to know one to three people in the room. Staying active in this community, being a content creator, being able to be seen on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram every single day by the people that I connected with the two years prior, plus the people that I was taking Zoom calls with over that time and then arrive as a speaker and as somebody that that knew like really high level people and was getting connected to the next level up um man that was shockingly fast like i i you know i i i think i've gotten better at networking i've gotten good at all that stuff but it's very clear to me that the wide open opportunity 
for podcasting, if you don't know how to use it for business, is the networking element and the ability to combine in-person conversations, right? Whether it's on Zoom or whether it is at a conference or at an event or a client that you might have with social media content and continue to add people to your network and stay in front of them in a very frictionless manner. Uh, that Man, I, I just can't imagine anything more powerful than that. Like that feeling, I, like I still got goosebumps talking about it. And the idea that it happened in just two years really freaking blows my mind. So um, big takeaway. Nah, amazing. I agree with you 100%. I'll say something, you know, you're you're way better than me at this, right? At, at networking and, and building relationships and, and connecting with people. And yet I was there and I felt like one of the, you know, the, the, the cool boys in the party. So many people, hey, what's up? How are you doing? And, and again, I was there two years ago. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I didn't know what a podcast is. Uh, I had seven episodes and, and and now like people come to me from all over, like, like you're saying, from all ranks, some looking up, some looking down. Uh, in like from experience perspective, nobody looked up to me, nobody looked down to me, but from, from an experience perspective, I'm kind of like in the middle of the pyramid and so many people know me and it's incredible. And like you're saying, in these two years, I haven't seen face to face the majority of the, of these people. And so I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, it's absolutely amazing what happens and what kind of doors you can open when you just keep on doing this consistently. Oof. That was a golden nugget right there. I'm going to have my team clip that and paste that across all my social media channels. So if you could just give this a pause right now, go into the show notes and connect with me on whatever platform you like to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you want to be a part of my life in connect with me there. I'm going to share that clip and you can share it with your friends so that they get the same lesson. It'll be adding value to their life. And while you're at it, Go ahead and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Hit five-star review, right? You don't have to leave a review. You just got to hit five stars. If you want to leave a review, cool. And maybe send the episode to your friend. That would be awesome. That's it. I'm done. Back to the show. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. So speaking of that, um, now we're bringing up somebody to the stage who has been doing this a long time. And he is a well-established voice in a really interesting niche of trivia. All right, Jonathan, what is your... um, So... We met three in the morning, both nights, last guys at the bar in the hotel. <laughs> Not only, well, you know, you, you kind of chickened out. You're three, three thirty. You're going to bed. I'm still there. I'm paying to be there. I'm going to milk every second out of it. Uh, I love that, man. I love that. So, you know, what, what was your big takeaway? Did you learn anything in particular or was there anything that you came to speak on that you would like to share for everybody? Yeah, I, I had a couple of takeaways. Your your invite made me think about it, actually, which I appreciate. I thought it was wonderful. First, my name is Jonathan Oaks. I host Trivial Warfare. So Trivial Warfare is the largest independent trivia podcast in the world. We've been doing this for seven years, have 376 episodes out there, um, make decent money, do a good job. I started network, create a community for trivia people. So we have thousands of people um, who found like-minded friends Lots of the people in my community have created a world for themselves where their best friends are also in my community. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that has been created. I do five other shows that are also in the same kind of space. Uh, And so just a lot of fun with that, right? Uh, I've been going to PodFest and other conferences similar since uh, 2015. That was the first year that I did it. And everything that you guys just described was really, really spot on. I, I really loved hearing your perspectives being almost, you're not new to it, 
but newish to it and and f- remembering those same feelings and as you're there for longer and go year after year you'll find that you have your your group your pos- your people that you just love to spend time with and go do things together and yet every year you'll meet another 5 10 20 people and five of them will become your good friends and that's such an awesome experience that's why i keep going back because i absolutely love it my takeaways so i'll give you a, a couple of the straight kind of businessy or or podcast business takeaways yes, and then one of them one of them to me is is more personal so the the first one came from a uh, chat with the uh, the guy from the onion they had, they had one of the creators from the onion there which is a satirical newspaper and the key message from his entire talk which was very funny the key message was if you're going to be outrageous if you're going to stand out go to the next level and you could take that and apply it even more to say whatever you're doing whatever you're going to do go further if you're going to be brave, be braver. If you're going to be loud, be louder. Don't just be a thing. Be that thing to the maximum possible level. So that was a absolutely phenomenal takeaway and a reminder. Like if I'm going to be a community builder, be the person who builds the best community, the one that stands out, right? Whatever you're doing, always go hard. That's awesome, man. Absolutely. Um, you know, when we, when I talk about networking and going to events, I kind of say the same thing. It's like, if you're going to show up, show up, right? Like right. do whatever you're going to do, just hit it hard, man. And go and, and, and go for it. To, give, give me another one, Jonathan. Do you have a good like businessy one? I'll give you, I'll give you two that are related to each other for me. Okay. So the first one out of these two is connect with the people you're having fun with. And then Pablo, you gave us as an example of, hey, yeah, we're getting back from wherever we were at two in the morning and we would find each other in the hotel lobby and stay there for a little while and talk. Right. So you're meeting people at an event like this all the time. And lots of times you're meeting people you don't know, but you kind of have a vibe. You're having fun with them. You're laughing. You're having a good time. Don't let them walk away without doing anything with that. Right. And so Pablo I found out you were in Jacksonville. You found out I was in Jacksonville and immediately like, uh, hold on, let's, let's get each other's numbers. Let's stay in touch. And you were, you drove home kind of, I think early a day early or, or early during the last day. And you reached out and sent me a message. I'm like, hell yeah, that's, that's awesome. Now it's going to be really easy to stay connected with you. And, and I'm looking forward to the chance to get together with you in Jacksonville. Right? So if you're having fun with somebody do what Pablo did, which is intentionally create the next level connection. Don't just say I had fun and leave it in the past tense. Right. And then the next one that goes along with that is make all of the friends. And when the time comes, work with them. So um, my friend, Nick, who started out as a patron of one of my shows uh, is now one of my best friends. Uh, He was down at the conference with me. He's now on my team in the in our world, he has stopped paying me. I have started paying him because I like him and I think he does great work. So we're starting a show together. And um, while we're there, I'm realizing I've got probably 50, 60 good friends here that would be really beneficial for this show that we're going to launch. 
we're trying to strategize. We're trying to target women for investment advice, not necessarily advice, but retirement, how to retire, right? That's the concept of the show. His wife's one of the best financial planners in the country, top rated on Forbes. And so we're starting a show with this and we're focusing on women. So there's going to be a show about women, by women, for women, right? Well, guess what? I'm friends with a lot of awesome women in the podcasting community. And if we want to have her guest on people's shows, I already know who to get with. And so the reason I can make that happen is that we're already friends. So it's, you have to make the friends first, right? You have to get your connection, make that next level connection. And then they're there for you whenever it is you need them. Not because you did it to connect with it, not because you did it to use them, but because now you're already friends and it's so easy to say, hey, I'm doing this thing. Can you help? So those were the businessy sides. Uh, love love those, right? Love yeah. those. Yeah. That's, uh, Jonathan, I, yeah. I appreciate that so much, man. That is that is spot on. That's absolutely right in the wheelhouse of everything that we preach here for sure, man. I really appreciate you sharing that. Great connecting with you. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate you. We'll see each other here in Jacksonville. Isar, you want to introduce our next guest? Yeah, absolutely. So next is going to be Melissa. And I'm going to say uh, Melissa Hughes. So I, I I haven't been to too many sessions. Mostly I, I just enjoyed meeting people and talking to them, but I've been to a few sessions. One of them was about TikTok. And I'll give you, again, a little bit of statistics about TikTok and how it relates to uh, what's going on in the world right now. So right now, if you look at ages uh, of users, people 12 to 34, the leading social media platform has nothing to do with podcasting, just leading platform in the world. 72% of people in that age use Instagram, 61% use TikTok, only 58% use Facebook. People 35 to 54, which again, if you're in business, that's your, probably your, your biggest bracket. 34% uh, of them use TikTok. 45% use Instagram. So Instagram is still leading and Facebook is even ahead of that. But the really interesting part of the statistics is what happened between 2020 and 2022 on all social platforms. And what happened was, Facebook lost people on the younger age, stayed more or less leveled on the middle bracket, so 35 to 54, and gained a little bit on the 55 and up. Instagram stayed kind of leveled, gained single-digit numbers. TikTok gained 36% of the population ages 12 to 34, 29% at the ages 35 to 54, and even 11% on 55 plus. So what that means, so, okay, this is statistics, blah, 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 numbers, who cares? Who cares is people think TikTok, in, in a lot of people's minds, my, myself included until a few months ago, it's like my teenage daughter dancing on TikTok. That's what TikTok is in my head, right? It's my daughter, 14-year-old, doing stupid dances. The reality is, it's across the board, growing like crazy on every channel, on every topic, and it's growing insanely fast when other stuff isn't. And really, the presentation that kind of hit me in the head really hard on like, holy crap, you got to do this, was Melissa's. So Melissa, I would like you to do two things. I would like to, first of all, in like a couple of minutes to say why TikTok is a great platform to distribute, quote unquote, business content. And the second is what you learn in the conference that's not necessarily related to TikTok. 
Awesome. That's that you nailed all the best points there as far as statistics and everything like that. But the biggest takeaway, I would say, you know, for podcasters, you're already sitting on so much content, especially if you have video content, you could so easily repurpose to TikTok. But the main reason why TikTok is different from all the other platforms is number one, it did become a social media disruptor in 2020. And Instagram and Facebook were sitting pretty where they were. TikTok boomed and nobody was prepared for it. And now every single platform right now, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube is actually competing with TikTok. So that has to say something about like where you should be First of all, creating your content and then driving traffic to all your other social media sites and to your podcast. Um, because TikTok has this feature, it's called the For You page, where the home page acts like a discovery page. Whereas every other platform, you, your home page is people that you follow. So you could be putting out amazing content, great content, but it's just going to be seen by people that you follow. But with TikTok, you put out new content and it doesn't matter how many followers you have. If the content is good, it's going to go out. And so the opportunity to go viral, the opportunity to be seen, the opportunity to get new listeners is amazing on TikTok. And that is why people love it. And that's why it's an incredible marketing tool for businesses. Amazing. And when I said it slapped me in the face, that's what slapped me in the face. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's the difference, right? The difference is that it's not just 6% of the people that are actually connected with you is get to see it because that's what the algorithm will allow, yeah. but actually the world can see your content. And if it's good, then the world will see your content. Yeah, so, absolutely. Awesome. Well, what's your biggest take from being at PodFest? Like what's like your aha moment that you've learned from being at the conference? I think probably for me personally, um, like I've actually, I grew my TikTok account in my car on my lunch break um, to 220,000 followers. So that just alone should show you how simple it can be. But I think for me personally, like I really struggled trying to figure out my ultimate goal with my audience. And I was trying to sell to people, but I had this kind of aha moment that you're, you should really make content for your peers. So people that can relate to you um, so that you have the opportunity to create a community that you can then sell to people. And so that was just like a moment for me that I was like, oh, I really need to kind of transition my content a little bit more to relate more to my peers rather than just like selling to people. So that's a really, really important take. Like we, you know, that's what we preach. We preach community is, is the ultimate strategy, right? If you build a community of people who care about the stuff that you do and you have shared goals, share interests and share ideas, now it's very easy to turn this into a growth engine for your business because now you have yeah. a lot of people who feel a part of the process. It's not yes. just that they're, oh, they see my content and they like the thing. They feel a part of the process because they're a part of a community and you brought them in and you're engaging and communicating with them in that way. So absolutely, you're on the right path. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. So, thank you so much, Melissa. I can't wait to connect with you after all this stuff. We're super curious about TikTok. So we're going we're gonna to work with you at some point. Awesome. Um, I'll put my information in the chat. Love that. Love that. Thanks Perfect. for coming. All right. Up next is my uh, fraternity brother who I had not seen since college. We reconnected at PodFest. Um, he is a financial advisor that has a podcast about finance for physicians. Daniel, welcome to the show, man. What was your biggest takeaway, bud? What's up? I, I uh, Going into it, I knew 
pretty much nothing about podcasting other than I have done mine for a while, kind of in my hole here. And, you know, so my goal was to kind of get out and actually learn what I was doing. So I, I have like a really long list of stuff, but I think the, the big, the biggest takeaway for me, well, first of all, the people were awesome. I was shocked at every person I talked to. There's just a lot of good people at this conference. So that's always a really good starting point. Uh, I think a couple takeaways. Number one was I need to, it's, it's really important to get on other people's podcasts. That was kind of not on my radar. I think actually a conversation with maybe it was, I think Dustin's in here and Rocky, we were talking and they're like, dude, get on other people's podcasts. And I'm like, it was just not on, on my radar. And I'm like, I just met like a million people that have podcasts. So, you know, I got lots of ideas for that. So that, that was a really good one. And then Ina had a talk on small audiences. So I'm like, I have a small audience too. So I think I was pretty excited about being able to be productive with, or really like lean in and engage with the small audience. So I had a lot of ideas for how to start to better engage and not just do the podcast and shut her down. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on and sharing. I, I yeah. completely agree, right? Like that was my big unlock is I started going to podcasting conferences before I started podcasting for precisely that. How can I make a couple calls and go on the morning radio show tour? And really quickly, you'll notice that now that you've connected with podcasters, it mushrooms out, man. So pumped that you came. Thanks for being on the show, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Up next, a man who pulled the ultimate power move on me. He handed me his book as a business card. I so admire that move. He's got a mastermind. He's written his second book now, The Wealth of Connections, somebody that deeply cares about networking and building your network and and building businesses through relationships. Vincent Pugliese, man, so pumped we got to meet at PodFest and give us your biggest takeaway, man. What's going on, guys? Such a great conversation with you. That was, we talked for probably an hour outside and I'm like, that was Okay, from takeaways, I have a strategy, if you want to call it that, when I go to conferences. And it's I think it's different than a lot. I want to have I want to make three great connections and I want to have one incredibly solid, deep conversation. That's my goal. So you won't see me at very many seminars. I didn't even download the app because because my whole thing is like everybody else is looking at the app. So let me outsource that. Let them figure out where it is. And then they'll tell me, oh, this is a good one. If I feel like it, I'll go, but for the most part. Pablo, it's hallway. So when, when I come into it with like three great conversations and, and these connections, it allows me to spend more time. I think when a lot of people want to meet everybody and they're frantic and they want to go here, I'm never like, we can go speak for two hours. We can go. It doesn't matter because I just want to have more of these long conversations. So that that's a big thing. So with that, you wind up having 15 deep conversations from it. And you have these connections that go way further than, hey, what's your name? Let me get your business card. What's your podcast? Hey, maybe you should be on. And then we leave and go to the next thing. I want to go along with that. So the second part going to that was the whole deep conversations. I, you know, I look around here, you know, Melissa, we had right before I left, we were having lunch. We weren't even having lunch together. She was at a different table, sat down there. We had an amazing conversation for probably an hour. So I could walk on here, you know, Dustin. And so you become friends from that. It's not you know, shotgun, let me get to know everybody. Because my third takeaway, and it's it's not directly from this one, but it's a conference thing, which is when you can find a nucleus of people, you know, think about when you go to a conference for the first time, you walk in and you don't know anybody. 
And it's, you look around the hallway. So you go to a seminar, then you go to another one. When you can find a nucleus of people, three, five, seven people that are all connected, you can get in there. It brings other people around. So a friend, my J- friend, Jamie Slingland did this for me at Podcast Movement in 2016. He knew so many people. So he said, come on in. And by coming on, I met Nick Loper. I met all these people that I never would have went up to one-on-one, but because it was in this nucleus, it attracted these other people. And then I got to meet them and all of a sudden my network grew. So every year I go, it goes bigger and bigger and bigger. So then, hey, we had a great conversation. Now let's go do that. That was my whole, I might've went to three um, sessions the entire time I was there. So just so you know. Dude, we're, we're, we're twins, right? Like we have the same exact approach, right? Like I never go to, I never go to conferences. I, I, I'm sorry. I go to conferences. I don't go to sessions because I outsource it. Also like you, I focus on going really deep with as, as you know, like one to three people as much as I can. Yep. And I focus on getting five friends the first night. Cause if, well, as long as you're walking around squatted, you're good. And yep. those folks, you know, that may not have the same superpower that you and I have, feel really great about the idea of just like roaming around in a pack. So you're adding a ton of value to people, man. I love that. Really, really good practical takeaways. Appreciate it, bro. I'll add two things to that. One, first of all, if one of you that is listening either right now in the thing or you're listening this to the podcast afterwards, you need a Vincent or a Pablo in your life when you walk into conferences. So being a wingman for somebody like that, and I'm saying that as Pablo's wingman is freaking incredible because you walk in the hall and in 30 seconds, you have 10 new friends that you can hang out with in the next three days of the show. And they will introduce you to more people. And now you have your squad instead of kind of like roaming alone. So that's one very big take. If you're not that kind of guy, find somebody who's that kind of guy and go to the conference with them. The other take from this is, I think in general in life, I'm going to generalize what what both of you said, uh, Vincent and Pablo, is it's more about quality than about quantity. Mm right? If you can find the three, four, five people in, in three and a half days, right? There's enough time to find the three people that you really want to go deep with. It can change your life, literally. It will. Like Pablo and I are business partners because we met at PodFest two years ago. That was the seed to everything that we're doing right now. So it changed my life, literally. So going deep preferring the quality over quantity is a life-changing experience versus, oh, I got to meet 130 great people. Okay, okay, and then what? So this is an amazing tip that I think is way broader than just podcasting and conferences. So and, thank and you. You got it. And to finish, you will wind up getting more because when you do that, there's time. You know, if you have a couple of dud long conversations, so be it. I, I've, I've built the time for it. The one of the things I want to say before I'll, I'll let go is it's a, it's a giving thing. Be a connector. Be the one that when you're in a conversation, you see somebody walking by, say, hey, Dave, come over here. This is Melissa. You guys got to meet. You yeah. will lift everything and everybody up by doing that. And you just bring more people in and you help them out. So if you can do that, you're going to be you're going to be well liked throughout. Thank you for showing up, my brother. Uh, really, yeah. really good connecting with you, man. I'm pumped for the future of our relationship. To bring this back to podcasting, this is actually a play that Isar and I have run for clients. And it's that when you have a podcast, and you know you're going to a conference and there may be a couple of keynote speakers or people that are going to be vendors at the event, you can reach out ahead of time, have them on your podcast, and then let them know, hey, 
I just reached out to like three or four of other people that are going to be on my podcast. You can pre-record it, not even release it before the show and say, we're all going to meet for drinks the night before at this place. <laughs> right. And boom, you're walking in squatted. You've made power connections. You can, you can pair this with a podcast strategy to again, accelerate the network. That was awesome. Vincent, thank you so much. Up next is a guy that I met the last night of PodFest that I was there on Friday night because I left Saturday morning. We met in the hotel lobby, immediately had an amazing conversation. Somebody that is just highlighting what I love about America, which is the American dream is alive and well. And he's highlighting stories of folks that have figured out a way to just cut the core from employment, change their futures forever. Dustin Heiner, super pumped to have you here, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Pablo. I really appreciate you having me on it. It was fantastic getting to know you and Isar at the you know at Podfest. It was just so much fun. So I'll definitely jump right into the three takeaways that I want to give to everybody. I'll go over. I'll say them all three, so don't forget. But then I'll go jump into it more. So the first one is play the long game. Play the long game. It's 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 going to be a long time before something gets paid off. Delayed gratification. I love that. Introduce yourself and ask questions in any group that you're going to be a part of like that. You just need to make yourself get out of that shell. It's easy for me. I'm extrovert, so it's easy, but I get it. But we need to do that. The next one or the last one is to connect other people because you've already asked questions to them and you know what they are looking for, what could help them, and then connect them with another person that you ask questions to. So let me quickly go through each one. Play the long game. So when I was at PodFest, I actually had a really amazing conversation with a lady that I met in 2018, 2018, another conference called FinCon or Financial Bloggers Conference. Met her in 2018 and just became friends for a long time. And she gave me like almost two hours of her time. I'm, I have a conference called the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. I teach real estate. And I was looking at doing something else with the military, helping the military out. She's in the military. She has a military conference. Fast forward now, because I played the long game with her, she gave me literally two hours at a conference and she's supposed to be preparing her notes and all that stuff for her talk. But she walked me through so many great things. It was absolutely amazing. But this is just one scenario of many things when I play the long game and when you play the long game of other people, like it's not right when you meet somebody, what can I get out of this person right away? That's the horrible way to look at it. In fact, when somebody feels like that to me, I literally, I turn around like, okay, I'll see you later. And I start walking away because I just know there are takers. I'm old enough now and I've had plenty of conversations, plenty of relationships that I don't work with people like that. I just don't. I work with people who are givers. So that's the first one. Play the long game. It might take two, three years before you actually get something out of whatever relationship, but giving is always something you want to do. The second thing was to introduce yourself. Like if you see a group of people and you're really shy, you know, even I'm extrovert. Sometimes I get shy. I'm like, man, I don't really want to go up and say anything to them. But at the same time, if there's a group of people, you have no idea who is connected, who is like by themselves. They're like, I don't know why I'm here. If you just go up and say like Daniel, Daniel. So he was, uh, there was a group and Daniel was standing there. I thought he might know everybody. It didn't seem like he did until, or it seemed like he did until after I talked to him, he didn't really know everybody. So I said, Hey Daniel, my name's Dustin. What do you do? And I started asking questions about his business. Turns out we have a mutual friend. He bought the business from them. Long, uh, long story short, ask questions because nobody really likes to constantly hear somebody else talk about themselves. In fact, most of us like to talk about ourselves. And I just read Vincent Puglisi's book, uh, The Wealth of Connection, on the way of flight back. 
amazing book. You have to get it. It's all about like he and I see eye to eye on how we can build ourselves up by building other people up. So you want to ask questions, figure out what they want, what they need, what they do. And then as you're meeting more and more people, this leads into the third thing. Well, the second thing, when you're doing that, they're going to get interested in you because you don't come across as a taker because you're interested in them. Then they're going to reciprocate. It usually always does reciprocate, ask you what you do. So that's how you get in there. The last thing is connect other people. I've been looked at so much more highly because by, by many other people by me saying, hey, you do this. This person did, does this. Let me connect you guys together. Vincent does this as well. But you connect them together. You bring value to both people. And then you're looked at as like, oh man, you cared so much that you remembered me, number one, and you brought somebody else that's going to help me out. It's great. And so that's what happened at PodFest. There was two ladies found out they were like perfect for each other. I said, hey, they're across the room. Let's go over there. And I drug all the way over and connected them. They were so happy. So those are my three big takeaways. That was awesome, brother. Thanks for doing that. So to tie number one, weird. I was literally just listening to your interview of Vincent on your show right before this show. So it's it's amazing to see you guys (laughs) on here. But to tying everything you said back to podcasting, one, approaching with value. If you have a podcast, everybody you meet, you have something to approach them with value with. And it is the opportunity to come on your show. Two, asking questions. The more podcasts you do, the better you get at asking questions. And three, as far as being a connector, the easiest way to introduce somebody is to say, I am dying for you to meet Dustin Heiner. Check out his interview on my podcast. Here you go. He's genius. And you made him look real good. It kind of like ties it all together. And that's one of the things I love about podcasting, man. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me, guys. All right, brother. I'll see you soon, man. See you guys. Uh, speaking of a connector, here's a guy that I met at the week prior at another conference. And in between the Growth Now Summit and PodFest, he had introduced me to like two, three people, just, just all, all on the way there. I met multiple people at PodFest. I was like, oh my God, yeah, I'm Ken's roommate. He's been talking about you that I got to meet you. Like super, super connector, um, not to mention an incredible dad, really, really big fan of his son and his outlook on how he's homeschooling and and raising his kids. Ken Carfano, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you so much, Pablo. It's amazing. That was like nine days ago. And now we're, we're BFFs, as you said. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. I mean, you're such a, you're such an amazing connector. I mean, you leave, then I get a video text coming in from you. I'm like, man, why didn't I think to send him a video text? It's just the, the things you think of to be generous and to serve others is next level. And it's why you attract so many people you're magnetic. Appreciate so you. yeah. All right. So I, I got a couple I'll be, hopefully I'm, when I say I'll be brief, I will actually will be brief. I got, I had four, but I just added a fifth takeaway. And I'm going to move that one to slot number one. Dustin's t-shirt is a new takeaway. (laughs) Successfully unemployed is incredible. I love the shirt. Number two, this is my emotional takeaway. Pablo's emotional rendition of total eclipse of the heart. A tear was shed just in the one eye. The other eye remained perfectly calm. But that was, guys, if you didn't see that, go find it. That was incredible. That's good stuff. I mean, you could show up for the conference, see that, and you could go home. I mean, that was good right there. (laughs) And then I got one on tech. I'll do the tech one first for the nerds. This was from Rob Walsh, I believe. He did the uh, Libsyn like stat master. Him and Esau are probably best buds too. But there's this one thing I was like, oh my gosh, really? Apple cuts out, like they don't like artwork if there's text below on the bottom 15% of your cover art. 
And I saw this and he's like, these are good. These are not. And you will not get as recommended if your podcast art has text on the bottom 15%. I shared that with a few people, including like Nick Loper. And he's like, oh, and we pulled out our phones. We're looking at our cover art on the spot. Whoa. So that like, just a quick tech one. And then I got one on social. So our common friend, Mr. Justin Shank, Pablo, he did an amazing session on building a community. And he talked about this in his session, but I also was hitting him up privately in the hallway at HallCon. And I just love what he said. He's like, yeah, I did this talk and I had 20 new people follow me on Instagram. I'm like, okay, so what'd you do next? He said, well, I sent each one of them a personal direct message voice memo thanking them. Hey man, thanks so much for, or lady for following the show. Really appreciate you. You know, I saw that he'll like look at their, their feed and say, Hey, we have a common school or a common friend. He'll find a point of connection. Hey, what do you like about the show? And boom. And he said he did that for 20 new followers in less than 15 minutes. I'm like, wow, I am not using Instagram or this kind of wealth and connection mindset good enough. So my social, I felt like, like just not good. I get get better. And then my last one is community. And thank you for the shout out to my, my son. It was so much fun to bring him with me. So I have a, I, we have five kids, not hanging on the edge of the Grand Canyon, but we, we do a five. Our oldest is uh, my podcast editor. And he's, he, he was absolutely floored. He has a few other customers, yeah, you know, a few other uh, podcasters he works for. And he, his takeaway on the airplane home, he's like, you know, I came here all by myself just editing a few shows, not knowing what this could be. And I'm coming home and I'm now part of a community. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they didn't think any more or less of me because I'm 17 guys like Steve Stewart were incredible. That really made him fit in. And he saw the potential outlook of a career in podcast editing, you know, as he moves toward his, his dream of buying his first property and going to real estate so the community aspect, and I've been to podcast movement like three times, and this is my first pod fest. And overall, without saying one is better or the, or they're both excellent in their own way. And I personally have a preference for this one because of all the things I've heard on this call that, that just more intimate relational dynamic of this, where podcast movement, you're walking around hallways. I might see Pablo once in four days. It's just that big here. I saw you everywhere literally everywhere. I'm like, there he is again. There he is again. <laughs> there's, there's, there's five of him, by the way, we found a way to replicate him because oh, it's, uh... <laughs> I do not doubt that. So those are my five takeaways. Thanks so much for inviting me on too. I appreciate that. I'll say something, uh, Ken, about the last thing you said, as far as the community, because I, I felt that very much, right. I came to podcast to PodFest two years ago for the first time. I didn't have a clue. I didn't know anybody. And what felt the, like the the strongest feeling about it, forget about the stuff I learned, was the sense of I have a new family that I feel that I belong to and I want to continue to belong to. And if you create, if you can create that magic around you, around your business, around a topic you're passionate about, it's freaking magical. Love that. And yeah, Cam, you know, a couple of things that you said, that idea of as content creators, we forget that really what creates a connection is collisions, right? So like the moment somebody follows you, send them a video or a voice text, right? The moment that you connect with somebody 
um, and you get their their text the next day or 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 even later that day, send them a voice note saying that you like, you know, that you want to be friends, right? Like send them a video saying what what you liked about your conversation. It really, really helps. That's something I learned early on, man. So I'm really, really glad you you called that one out, man. I appreciate you being here, buddy. I'll add another one to this as a little uh, tip because we're already talking about the topic. When I introduce people, so not in a conference, right? But when I introduce people and I love doing this, like, oh my God, you should meet so-and-so. What I always, always do is I create a group chat. So you can do this on WhatsApp. You can do this on LinkedIn. I don't know if you know that, but you can create a group chat on LinkedIn and a recorded introduction video. And it takes me actually faster than it will probably take me to record the message. But it's always like, Hey, Ken, I would like to be Pablo. Pablo is a great uh, super connector. He's a really smart guy. He has a podcast. He does this, does that. Uh, Pablo, meet Ken. Ken is this great guy. I, I actually hype both of them to each other and explain why I connected them. And I'm like, you can take it from here. I'm sure you'll have an amazing conversation. But, and everybody's like, oh my God, this video was so awesome. Like people don't get it. It's actually easier to create a video than to write a long introduction. And people absolutely love it. So Doing whatever follow-up or whatever engagement with people through video is actually an amazing tool because people want to do this. People want to connect. And that's the next best thing, right? Is, is doing this an offline introduction, but through video. Awesome. Ken, thanks for coming, buddy. All right. Up next is a man with a great voice, a great beard, great hat, and a phenomenal podcasting strategy that if he doesn't share it, I'm going to share it right after he's done. Come up here, Mike Ham. What's up, Pablo? Love that hat, bro. I mean, so when you, I mean, I spent my entire weekend wearing my United States versus Bruce Springsteen hat. So that's, you know, not my podcast, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But that was like my big calling card. Like, oh, what's, what's that? What's that? What's that? But if Pablo Gonzalez invites you on his show, you wear his hat. So was blessed, hashtag blessed enough to get the content hat. I was just like, yo, I love that hat, bro. And he was like, I'll give you one. Boom. So now here I am wearing the content hat. Love it. I, I'm sure that I look really good in it. Um, but sure. uh, yeah, re- really, really appreciate that. The free the free hat. And I gave you a sticker. So I feel like one was probably worth a little bit less than the other uh, because those stickers are really expensive. But really pumped, <laughs> really pumped to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So takeaway. So I mean, I, other people have said this, and I think that it's really important. Like the, there was a lot of great sessions, sat in on a bunch of them. But honestly, like my big takeaways have been the conversations that I had, like we said, I think Ken said, Halcon, um, like the lunches that I had, the drinks that I had, um, as long as it was like early in the night and not too late in the night. But the early in the night drinks, I mean, just like chatting with people, my show, just quick plug, is all about New Jersey. So I travel around to local businesses, nonprofits, other people that live here that are doing cool things. I don't know how many people were at PodFest. There is literally no other person at PodFest that's doing the kind of show that I'm doing. Right. There could be like a bunch of marketing podcasts, these kind of podcasts. But the cool thing about it is if you talk to the people that have been on this um, this live stream so far and the people that I know that I either knew prior to that, this is my first ever podcasting conference ever. But everyone, most of the people that I met, I met virtually. So the people that I knew then, they all have different shows than me. But you start talking to them and start brainstorming different things about what I could take from their show. Not like obviously like content specific things, but the way that they're promoting it, the way that they're approaching their communities, the way that they're building communities, the way that I can take my content and kind of tailor it almost to their show and be like, yo, this is what I do. This is kind of how I do it. Maybe it can work for you. And I think that those that's where for me, the magic happened. And I think the other thing, the other big thing for me too, is the fact that like, I, I'm a big believer in showing up as 100% of yourself as you possibly can 
all the time. And not every day that 100% is going to look the same. You might be 75% of yourself that day. You might be 25% of yourself that day. After the first oh shucks night, I was probably at like 10% of myself. Um, but right before like the speed networking thing that that uh, that one night, I mean, like I had planned on going back up to my room and taking a little break because Mike was running out of gas. And I was like, I went up there and I instantly felt guilty because of how, how fast I was vibrating from all the different conversations that I've had over the course of the previous two days. And I'm like, bro, you got to get back down there. You got to suck it up. You got to get down there and you got to start meeting more people. And I did. And then it was just amazing. Made it through the rest of the night, the rest of the next day. It was, it was awesome. So for me, it was more of just like, it doesn't matter even like where you're sitting, sit in the lobby. Like when I, we were joking about it that, that next day after the first Oh Shucks night, we were literally standing in the hall. Me, Pablo, Isar was there. I think Eric was there, a bunch of other people. And we just started like accumulating more and more people. And then all of a sudden we were just like taking up the entire hallway. And like, to me, that is the coolest thing because we all kind of are rowing our boats in the same direction, but we're not racing. We're all just trying to get ourselves to the end of the river. You know what I mean? And I think that that was really cool. And those are my big takeaways. There's not like maybe specific things, you know, like, like, Ooh, like I'm going to, you know, boost my SEO on the greetings from the garden state.com shallow plug website. Um, <laughs> but I, I can do different things to kind of get us to the end and, 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 like work with other people to get everyone kind of moving in the same direction because we're all trying to do the same kinds of things. Mike, I want to pick your brain a little bit, man. One of the big things I took from you was you used to have this like industry interview, non-specific kind of podcast. And as soon as you went really local and really niche, you started seeing results immediately, man. I yeah. would love to, and and that's got me wanting to start the Jacksonville podcast, right? So, yeah. like, tell As me, tell me about the tangible benefits of going local, niche down podcast, and how you're feeling and how you're approaching it. Yeah, I mean, so Pablo's been on it, and my original show, The Morning Spotlight. There's another plug for that one, even though it's basically dead. But that show was successful and served its purpose at the time. So I started that show for my actual job, my nine to five job of getting out there and, and interacting with people, networking, doing different things like that. Eventually, I got kind of burned out by that show because it was like basically taking my actual job and extending it into my fun hours of podcasting, if that makes sense. But I want and I but I fell in love with the medium of podcasting and I wanted to do something that I was passionate about. So I was born and raised in Jersey and I was like, hey, why not take these people that have these unbelievable stories that are not always asked to be on podcasts? So you can go. I mean, everyone here, I'm not going to name names, but everyone here knows the big podcast. They get all those big name guests in podcasting like, oh, I got X, Y, Z person. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, like we're sick of hearing that you had that person on your show. But everyone's chasing that big guest. But so I live in a place and Jacksonville, I'm sure, is a very similar type of place. New Jersey, the most densely populated state in the country, but also one of the most diverse populations in the country. So I can go to a lot of different kinds of businesses and get these unbelievable stories that are not being heard. And to me, and I, I didn't even realize it was going to kind of get the kind of legs that it did out of the gate, but I think it was something where I just kind of went for it and then was blown away with, on my end, the stories that I was getting. And then also the feedback that I was getting from my community. And it's an easy way to build a community because it's literally a community. You don't have to create one. It literally exists. If you live in New Jersey, you're part of my community. 
And I think that that was a really cool thing. And, you know, I think it's a super untapped and, and not just you, Pablo, but other people. Ken was just on here. We were talking about it. Amber, who we both know, we were talking about it. And then other people were just like, yo, I love that idea. Is that something that you could help me with? And it was like, yeah, of course, you know, because it's it's an untapped thing where everyone's trying to like chase that huge podcast, that huge guest. The niche down thing is a little bit, you know, scary, even though you want to be niche down, but like in marketing or whatever, social media marketing, let's just take that as an example, but just niche down to your, your people. Like, this is where I live. This is where I'm from. This is the people that made me who I am today. And we just vibe. We, we have totally different stories, but we vibe together. And that's what I think makes it so successful. Yeah. Cool, man. In the ongoing theme of like people wanting community and this idea that we need to add more collisions to our content, I think having the local podcast, your ability to go from podcast to live events and people that you know, getting together, I think is a genius thing, man. So I think that's really, really cool. Thanks for sharing that, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. Up next, the one person that I didn't meet at PodFest, apparently, but because we threw up this bat signal, because we threw up this community event and and um, crowdsourcing lessons learned, crowdsourcing context, uh, all the different things that we like to do here through the relationship flywheel, uh, I got a connection request from DJ. We, uh, I invited her onto the show. She's here. DJ, I would love to, you know, introduce yourself and, and, and yeah. give us a little takeaway, please. Hello. What's up? Welcome. Uh, well, thank you for welcoming me. And I'm sorry I didn't get to meet any of y'all. Podfest was really exciting. It was full of personalities and uh, like sub sessions, like sessions within sessions. It was just so intense. So I was uh, part of the speakers on Saturday afternoon with diversity and inclusion track, the accessibility. I spoke on accessibility and that was part of what I wanted to share, but I really did learn a lot and I met a lot of wonderful people. And I feel like I spent most of my time socializing with my fellow live streamers that I already knew virtually. So I felt like I was going there more to socialize and to really like learn. But there was just so much. And it, I do have a few takeaways to share. So uh, I'll, I'll share some. Uh, yeah, let's see. I mean, everyone's got to have a book. So I'm going to have to go write a book at some point, right? I mean, who doesn't have a book? I don't. Chris, who who does have? Okay, I'm going to write a book. So that's something. I'm going to upgrade my mic. I got one of these Sure stickers. I seen the Sure mic over here. Which all, I, all, all you got to do is you got to do is put the sure sticker on your mic and then everybody thought you've upgraded. So that solves your problem. Yeah, it's we'll way it cheaper than actually buying the real thing. <laughs> well, I saw the mini ones. I stopped by the exhibition hall. So many uh, amazing, like different uh, podcasting softwares and platforms and just got to talk and learn more about like the tech stuff, which I love. And I can geek out a little bit on that, even though I'm a newbie. So I thought that was great. Like just talking about tech with other creators and just so many takeaways. Most of my time was spent with the video expo and learning about Amazon live. Cause I know a group of them. So I was kind of tucked away with that group. So that's awesome. DJ. Uh, I got a yeah. quick question. I got two questions for you. One. Sure. What is upgrading microphones, right? Like I've, I've kind of always poo pooed the whole like tech idea. Like I'm, I'm very much into this idea of, get the storytelling right, get the show to work, and then you upgrade tech and you do all those things. What's driving you to want to upgrade the upgrade the tech? What 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 benefit do you, oh, do you get from it? Easy question. I got this. Because I went down and I talked to Focusrite and we were, and there were a few other ones, but I get 
I mean, don't we all have some sort of insecurities about our voice in some way? So for me, it's like the, the loud when I get really loud and excited and then I start laughing and I just watch those spikes and it just, you know, gets me a little insecure. Like, oh, my voice sounding too high pitched. Do I, am I breaking screens or, you know, speakers anywhere? So I think for me, that was really what drives that conversation is finding a mic that's going to make my voice have that really uh, studio quality sound. I think it's called mastering. I'm learning. Cool. cool. That's so confidence. That's interesting. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And, and last is you're a live streaming expert. What is the, what is the number one thing that you need to think about when you are live streaming versus having a podcast that you're just recording on the side? Oh, good one. Well, just self-plug. I'm going to go live here in about 30 minutes, 630 okay. Eastern time. My show's called Let Your Mayhem Be Known. And I talk about mental health, disability, and trauma. Love to share stories. And I got Enrique going to be my guest tonight. And he was at PodFest. So we're going to be talking about PodFest. Got one of these uh, free 99 shirts they were uh, they had. So, um, But yeah, for live streaming, I love the engagement. I love the real-time community that we were talking about earlier. Just having that on the spot, inclusive, everyone come join the conversation. If it's a conversation that you want to know more about, you want to maybe meet people that are comfortable talking about that topic. And it really kind of drives that space for safety for some and hopefully advocacy for others. And just to one other quick thing was back to the accessibility. That's what I spoke about. And I always want to encourage any content creators to know their software, know their platforms and make their content as most accessible as possible to be as inclusive. There is no inclusivity without accessibility and that's everybody's job. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you. Thanks for for doing that work with accessibility, right? Like I was on the board of Miami Lighthouse for the Blind not not, not too long ago. And I recognize all that stuff is really, really important for those that if you don't have it, it's, you know, like it's easy to dismiss it, but like. Gotta be thinking about it in the process from the beginning, not at the end, not when someone's knocking on your door, there might be some sort of, you know, (laughs) unexpected visitor. Love that, DJ. Make sure that you give Rowan your info so that we can tag you on our show notes and feel free to stick around for the strategy session after. For right now, I'm going to go to Doug. Thanks. Really nice meeting you. I look forward to getting to know you some more. All right. And now the guy that I like to call the American dream. (laughs) Just just seven, eight years ago. I don't know exactly how many years ago, but I'm pretty sure it was within the lifespan of my marriage. This guy was a factory line worker at a Honda factory. And now he's got like 120 doors under management. He owns a real estate brokerage. He's investing in um, public storage, uh, you know, not REITs, but um, syndications. He's like a true investor that has pulled himself up from middle of nowhere, Indiana, and has become a really close friend of mine and a big inspiration to me, Doug, and my roommate, and my roommates at PodFest. Doug, welcome to the show, bro. So my best takeaway was this thing. Pablo comes to me and he brings, he brings me this gift. You want to talk about coming in in a squad. There was half a dozen of us with the same jackets. We all had, that's my, that's my handle. I don't have a podcast actually. So I'm probably the anomaly in the room right now, um, which I was for PodFest, uh, felt like, um, but amazing. You, if you wanted to see somebody, Hey, there's Kingmaker over there. There's, there's one of us. So uh, it was, it, that, that's magical. And I'm going to wear this around and people are going to know who I am everywhere. You alluded to my transformation. 2019 is when we originally met. 
And that was because I come from a very small town where I knew if I wanted to get to where I was going, I had to get outside of my little bubble and see that the world is a much bigger place. And I did that with conferences. So first takeaway is actually show up, go to conferences, stay up late. <laughs> like everybody's tired. So don't you don't let yourself give yourself the excuse of I'm just going to go to bed. Do the extra work. Try because that's where the real magic happens. Memories are made. Um, you really get to know people and dive deep. Businesses are formed. That's such a magical time. Next one I would say is be authentic because there's no ego when it comes to me, right? I mean, cool story, but no, nobody's better. Nobody's worse. There's always, you know, why do we buy the $20 book when you're at the top of the, 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 the food chain? Because there could be a million dollar idea in there that totally changes your life. Same way with every person you meet, get to know them, get to know what they're about. There could be one nugget. There could, that could be one friendship that catapults you to the next level. And somebody alluded to this already, but leave everybody with the impression of increase. Give more than you take. Always be willing to serve. That's where the real value is. And if everybody hates salesmen, Everybody wants to buy. Nobody wants to be sold. That's what I was looking for. I apologize. But I, again, going back to the podcast thing, I have decided to start a podcast as my little fumble there. I need a little cognitive bias. And so I went to PodFest and that is, uh, that is what we're going to do guys. So I really appreciate you having me on and I apologize for my little hiccup there, but you guys are amazing. I love you guys. Look forward to meeting you live in the next event. Love you, buddy, man. That's so Amen. cool that you started one. And and I love what you just referred to here at the end, but you just said it. You needed a little cognitive bias, right? And and I talk about it. That's that's the accurate term, right? Of basically, you got to see it to believe it. And, you know, I think that you and I on that conference circus, when we met in, in, in 2019, I had just come from, oh, actually the last one was Funnel Hacking Live. And I didn't really believe that I could have a online business or a geography like independent business until I started going to these conferences, until I started seeing other people like me that were, or you know, like me and, or I would even say less talented than me in my own like egotistical eyes, having this lifestyle and doing these things, right? So if you want to, if, if you want to, you know, get into something that you don't think is possible, the easiest thing is to go see somebody else doing it, right? Like if you see somebody doing it, Man, that makes it very, very real. And I love that you said that, man. And I really love that you're going to start a podcast, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm the number one guy that's going to subscribe to that. Thank you. I think you got big things coming, man. Appreciate love you, it, man. All right, Mark Henteman, we got you on, man. Is there anything that you want to share before we just go into the strategy session? Yeah, I'll be quick because most of it has already been said, but Pablo, thank you for reaching out to me at the event and after the event. So great to meet you. You know, all the education stuff was amazing. I feel like, you know, I didn't have a big enough brain to, to collect all those ideas. I got I to gotta get some videos to rewatch everything. But, uh, you know, more than anything else, the community, the generosity of everyone there, the relationships that I, I formed, the energy of the whole event was amazing. And, you know, finally, like what I love, I love meeting people who are going for it. And, and, you know, I think everyone there was going for it and it's fun and it's exciting to be around those kind of people. I felt like I walked into it. Uh, uh, Eric Cabral had said, 
you know, you want to get up on stage. I had never given a speech in my life and uh, I was terrified. And I, I practiced that thing so many times, but I did it and, uh, and it felt good to, to get out of my, my comfort zone and, and try something. But yeah, the relationships met so many cool people. That's awesome, man. Um, you know, you you as a guy, by the way, Mark is the executive producer of Family Guy, right? So somebody that is uh, kind of like moved culture forward and is still worried to give a stage, you know, to give a speech on a stage, man. So that's so validating to the rest of us. Mark, what did you, what did you talk about, man? You want to share a little bit about what you shared on stage? <laughs> what did I, talk? I basically told my story from, you know, growing up in Ohio and, uh, you know, getting into the, being a greeting card writer, then working for Letterman and and then Family Guy and creating shows. And, uh, you know, some of the fun stories that we've done inside the writer's room at Family Guy, you know, just our experiences of trying to create that show and push boundaries, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like what everyone in at the conference was doing, you know, everybody's going for it in some way. And that's what we found on Family Guy. We were chugging along, getting no ratings for years. And, you know, what made the difference is we started going for it. You know, we started just pushing boundaries, breaking things, you know, coming at something from a different direction. And that's what made it exciting and fun. That's why I'm still on the show. I love that, man. I love that. That And that is, you know, that that goes right along with something we talk about a lot in um, in category design, this idea that it's it's more advantageous to be different than better, right? Like you started just breaking boundaries, started doing different things, started really going for it, man. And and, and that took off. And you also told me something that I had no idea because I was, I was in college when family came out, I was the perfect demographic. And you're like, man, you guys saved us because nobody was watching it on TV until DVD came out and the <laughs> DVD sales went through the roof. So they, you know, picked everything up. And that to me really highlights the power of content and the long tail effect of creating content and how that can like rescue you from a doldrum. If somebody rescues it, man, I thought that that was really insightful. Yeah. Amazing. A hundred percent. That's the truth. College students and prisoners. That's, that's what we, uh, because those were the only two demographics that Nielsen ratings didn't track. <laughs> so that's why family guy got brought back. Amazing. Amazing. I'll, I'll connect two dots here that uh, was from the beginning or somebody said uh, earlier and, and, that, and that Mark didn't say here, but I was blown away when I was talking to him about this, which is playing the long game. So there are not too many of us here on the, on the call right now. For those of you who did not talk to Mark, how long from starting to work on an episode till it goes live of Family Guy? <laughs> it was 14 months, right? Right. Yeah. 14 months. From working on an episode, it goes live. Now, what does this connect to of playing the long game, right? It's if you want something to be unique, different, leading, extraordinary, non-standard, you can't rig it. Like, it just doesn't work. There is no, I mean, there is every now and then magic, but in most cases, you got to think long, you got to believe in what you do, and you got to go for it. And, and Maybe it happened, maybe, maybe it won't. But if you won't, you will never know. So uh, I, I was blown away in that conversation. By the way, I was also blown away with how humble Mark is, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm a writer. And I didn't say what. I'm like, oh, what did you write? It's like, oh, family guy. I'm like, what? That family guy? It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, <So> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it took a lot of patience. It takes patience. It took me patience 
you know, even getting in the business, you know, I thought, oh, put in a year, put in two years and I'll be ready. But no, it's, it's a, it's a long game. Definitely. Well, there you go. I know the episode uh, description said the three top things, but you just got like the 14 top things from 14 different people. I'm going to be doing that going to basically every conference that I go to from here on out because I think it's a phenomenal way to uh, reconnect with all the smartest people that I met, show the value of it. If you're interested in me going to your conference or going to a conference with you, um, you know, hit me up. I'm I'm down to do this and I can speak at your place as well. Uh, I also would recommend you that if you like that type of content, if you're here for finding out about podcasting itself, couple of episodes to listen to. Number 150 with Cap Chatfield, who is just really, really smart about talking about B2B podcasting. And uh, he's a guy that I met at this conference and, and just really, really sharp dude. And 137, Justin Brown, that is content so good he met Gary V. Justin also has a B2B podcasting agency for tech companies with small marketing teams. Tons of good advice in both of those episodes. If what you were looking for is how to build a better podcast, 150, 137. And I'd love to hang out with you at the next couple of events I'm going to. The first two, the ones that I've been announcing for a while, were awesome. Growth Now Summit Live was amazing. PodFest was incredible. Up next is Donnie Boyvin's Badass Business Summit. September 22nd and 24th in Fort Worth, Texas. Go to badassbusinesssummit.com. I'm actually going to be emceeing that one and keynoting it. Donnie is a world-class sales trainer. He's like a he's like a no BS sales trainer that gives you great advice. His partner Kevin is an amazing integrator that gives you great like scaling and systems and processes. And I went to it last year. Really amazing community of people, small business owners that are really there for each other given some really practical tips and tricks. If you're a small, medium-sized business owner, I think this is a really good one for you. And just announced the Jesse Lane Business Conference, October 22nd and 23rd. This one isn't completely finalized, but I suggest you get in if you are in the construction or real estate business. Jesse Lane is a good buddy of mine here in Jacksonville. Oh, the conference is here in Jacksonville. Go to jessielaneconference.com to check it out. But Jesse is a amazing content creator that has a big, big YouTube channel. Um, and he's like a in the in the Gary V circles, but he's here out of Jacksonville. He has built one of the fastest growing businesses in all of Jacksonville. Actually, the fastest growing business in all of Jacksonville. He won that title last year. And he's just a beast entrepreneur that's building a really compelling construction, real estate, content creation. Uh, company and he's launched an NFT project, he has an amazing community. So if you're in construction, real estate adjacent, this is going to be a really good one that I'm also going to be emceeing. I'm also going to be keynoting in and it's in the city that I love, Jacksonville, Florida, October 22nd and 23rd. And now for my biggest takeaway of the episode, which is what I call my Marmo movie takeaway because I just do this like uh, ode to um, like the teaser for the next thing at the end of Marmo movie. Anyways, Didn't you find it odd that the takeaways were predominantly about the people that they met and the networking that happened? You know, this is one of these really underrated learnings that I got. I I go to a lot of conferences and somewhere around early 2019, uh, it clicked for me 
that going to watch the content and the presentation and the speakers at the conferences is um, less valuable than doing everything possible to connect with as many people as you can. And notice that these were even content creators. There were podcasters that went to a podcasting conference and most of the advice was about networking and meeting people. The fact of the matter is that most of the information you're going to meet at a keynote presentation, you can find online, <laughs> right? The most, most of that stuff you can read about, you can watch it on YouTube, they've been on a past podcast, they're on something, right? You can read their book. But the right connection at a conference, the right introduction, the right person you meet could be an absolute game changer for you forever because it's instant access to something that you did not have access for that other people don't have access for. So when you go to conferences, do it. Spend extra time in the hallway. Spend extra time introducing yourself to people. Get Spend extra time making those connections. And I would encourage you to make content with those connections afterwards, which is why I would encourage you to start a podcast. If you need help with that, come join our bootcamp. The uh, information is in the show notes. Because if you're timid about connecting with people, having a stage, having something you can invite them to afterwards, having a way to connect via value is kind of the perfect conversational starter. It's the perfect follow-up technique right? It is really what ties together this idea of networking and keeping up with people at scale. But the lesson here is when you go places, meet people, connect, lean into the value of the right introduction, then things will start to compound for you. And I'm not letting you go without thanking my team. Number one, I want to thank Rowan, who is my personal account manager. She helps coordinate this show and put it all out there. I want to help JP, who does all the technical execution, all the creative, all the graphics. I want to thank Gina, who's our chief heart officer and the absolute heart of our culture. I want to thank Marge, who is her right hand and the one that keeps it all together for everybody else. I want to thank Joyce. I want to thank Joanna as superstar account managers. I want to thank my partner, Isar, of course, who brought this big vision to life so far of how we can keep all these moving parts organized. I want to thank Nicola for doing all the writing and our newest content strategist, Rita. Until next time, don't forget, relationships over transactions always.